Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We continue today in Acts chapter 28, moving on to verses 11 and 12. On our previous study, taken from the opening 10 verses of this chapter, Luke gave us the account of Paul's experience on the island of Malta, following the storm and the shipwreck. Everyone on board the ship made it safely to shore, where they were welcomed and treated courteously by the people of the island. During the stay on Malta, Paul was able to cure the governor's father and many other sick people. Then Luke states, As a result, we were showered with gifts, and when the time came for us to sail, people put on board all sorts of things we would need for the trip. Now this brings us to verses 11 and 12, and to Luke's account of the next leg of their trip to Rome. Here is what Luke writes. It was three months after the shipwreck before we set sail again, and this time it was in the Twin Brothers of Alexandria, a ship that had wintered at the island. Our first stop was Syracuse, where we stayed three days. Thank you. 
The three months that they stayed on the island of Malta brought them to the opening of the sailing season, which began in late February or early March. The ship that they now boarded was named after the two sons of Zeus, Castor and Pollux, the guardian deities of sailors. Syracuse was a leading city on the island of Sicily, situated on the east coast. Now here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. Against all odds, Paul and the other 275 people on board ship made it to shore. The ship and cargo was lost, as God had predicted, but every life was spared, again, as God had predicted. They found themselves on the Isle of Malta in the Mediterranean between Sicily and North Africa. The islanders of Phoenician descent treated them with kindness. The chief of the island, called Publius by Luke, welcomed Paul and company into his home, and for three days he entertained them. The word Publius has been discovered to have been an official title. Two inscriptions were found on Malta attesting to Luke's accurate use of this term Publius. This Publius had a villa where he entertained Paul and company. In 1964, archaeologists found several churches just inland from Paul's Bay. Here they found two bricks with signs of the cross and the Christian symbol of the fish. They also found a Roman villa occupied during the time of Paul. Nearby, a wellhead inscribed with the word Paulus and a block depicting a wrecked ship were found. The villa, the word Paulus, and the inscribed wrecked ship attest to the accuracy of Luke's account in Acts 28. It happened that the father of Publius was sick, so Paul prayed and he was healed. The fever and dysentery this man had contracted, common in that area of the Mediterranean, could last as long as several years. It was known as Maltese fever. It came from an organism in the milk of Maltese goats. It has long been a notorious sickness in that region. The medical terminology indicates that the author was a physician, which, of course, Luke was. He uses medical words such as swelling, fever, dysentery, expected, and even the expression they honored us in many ways may reflect the honorarium paid for the physician's services. Other sick were brought, and they were treated by Dr. Luke and were healed. After three months on the island, Luke writes, we put out to sea in a ship that had wintered in the island. It was an Alexandrian ship with the figurehead of the twin gods, Castor and Pollux. These were the two sons of Zeus by Leda, queen of Sparta. According to legend, the sons were transformed by Zeus into the gods Castor and Pollux, who were represented by the constellation Gemini. The twin gods were considered to be sailors, symbols of good fortune. So the figure of these twins, the saviors of the sea, evidently adorned the masthead of the ship Paul and company were taking. I wonder why Luke included this little detail about the twin gods. Perhaps to show the superstition of the people of Egypt and Rome and Greece and Malta. Perhaps to show the superstition in the hearts of man. Instinctively, man knows that there is something beyond this dimension. There must be more. 
but without revelation from God, man cannot arrive at the truth about that dimension, and so he invents gods. These people thought that Castor and Pollux were saviors of the sea. But it wasn't these twins that had saved them from the sea. The twin gods hadn't been able to save the lost ship. It perished. But Jehovah God had saved all the people on board as he had promised. Paul made this very clear to the passengers and prisoners and the crew. It was the God of heaven and earth, the same God who saved Paul's life when the viper attached itself to his hand, the same God who healed the father of Publius from the Maltese fever. He was the sovereign God, not only over the sea, but over all creation, over disease and over death. Perhaps this is why God allowed the ship to perish. The sailors trusted the twin gods of the sea. God demonstrated that they were not gods at all. Well, after three months, waiting out the winter, it's now early or mid-February, A.D. 6-1, it's time to leave Malta for Rome. Here's a ship from Alexandria, perhaps another grain ship, and it's bound for Italy. They boarded and sailed north to the island of Sicily, landing at Syracuse, the chief city of the island and the capital of the eastern half. The city has been located with its two harbors on the southeast coast of the island. It must have been a beautiful city. Cicero described it as the greatest of the Greek cities and the most beautiful of all cities. Syracuse has been excavated and many magnificent structures uncovered, such as the semicircular theater hewn out of rock. One of the most impressive ruins include the Temple of Athena, built probably in the 5th century B.C., but transformed into a church, a cathedral, in the 7th century A.D. Also found were extensive Christian catacombs dating to the 3rd and 4th centuries, witnessing to the presence of a strong Christian community there. Here Paul's ship landed on its way from Malta to Rome. Paul stayed here on the island of Sicily in the harbor city of Syracuse for three days. Evidently the winds weren't favorable for them to leave earlier. Who determined the safety of the ship's crew? Those sailors trusted in Gemini, Latin for twins. They trusted in the third zodiacal constellation, pictorially represented as the twins Castor and Pollux sitting together. But Gemini, the twins, saviors of the sea, were not able to save them from the storm. The ship and cargo were lost, and Paul made it very clear that the God of heaven and creation saved the lives of the persons on board. Man-made gods, such as the twins, were helpless to do anything whatever. It seems impossible that after such an experience, anyone would still have disbelieved once they got safely to shore. God had spoken, and everything had happened precisely as he said it would. You can trust his word. You can trust what God said in his word in the Bible about Jesus. He came to be man's savior. That's the good news. Receive him. Trust him. There is no other God. I'm asking the singers to do a Christmas song. Like Paul, we've got good news to tell. Everybody listen well. We've got good news to tell. Glory, glory, hallelujah. We've got good news to tell. Glory, glory, hallelujah. We've got good news to tell 
good news. Yes, we've got good news. We've got good news. We've got good news. We've got summer stars shining high in the sky. Lighting up the heavens, what a glorious sight. Then all at once there were angels all around, and the night was filled with a joyous sound. We've got good news to tell. We've got good news to tell. We've got good news to tell. Everybody listen well. For this tiny baby who's born today is gonna change the world. Yes, we've got good news. We've got good news. We've got good news. From the fields and the hills far away. Just to see the baby asleep on the hay. They were filled with joy when they saw the tiny king. And they all went out with a song to sing. We've got good news to tell. We've got good news to tell. We've got good news to tell. Everybody listen well. For this tiny baby who's born today is gonna change the world. We've got good news to tell. Glory, glory, hallelujah. We've got good news to tell. Glory, glory, hallelujah. We've got good news to tell. Everybody listen well. For this tiny baby born today will change the What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.